1: And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Bench with Bubba. I'm going to say wrapping up our team-by-team, 30-team season previews to get you ready for the fantasy baseball season. It's been fun. I've really enjoyed it. It's been a lot of work, but I've enjoyed going team-by-team. I've learned something pretty much every episode. It's helped me get to know the player pool even more. And um, this wasn't on purpose. Some might think it was. 29th team was the Dodgers. 30th team was the Giants. Not on purpose, trust me. It's just how the cookies crumble. Uh, but to help me break down this amazing baseball team out of the Bay Area, one of the best teams in baseball every single year, uh, you can find them uh, over at Gaining the Edge Fantasy, a gentleman I get to work with, which is pretty awesome. He's one of the, I call us the four horsemen the, uh, of the uh, apocalypse or whatever you want to call it, the baseball <laughs> world. taking him over there, Gaining the Edge, uh, go patreon.com backslash GTE fantasy to go check that out. And he's on Twitter at Roto underscore Nino Jorge Montanez. How you doing, my friend?
2: I'm doing great, man. I've I've really enjoyed these uh, these team previews you've been doing. Um, I, I saw the Royals one just drop, so I'm gonna check that one out after. And I'm um, just uh, excited to be here with you to talk about our Giants. Um, how exciting that's gonna be. I'm I'm not too sure, but um, I mean it's it's
1: been a heck of an off season. That was all, that was a professional pause right there folks not even know if it was intentional but it was just like yeah we'll, we'll <laughs> see how excited it is but we we love our giants but we're, i think we're also realistic in this one that it's um, right. not quite what it once was especially in terms of fantasy it's just a team they piece together to make it work in real life baseball fantasy little different situation but um i know what you got you're up to for the most part these days don't let the listeners know what you got going on like what you're your plans are as we're getting to ramp up a uh, fantasy baseball season.
2: Yeah. Just, uh, you know, getting stuff done uh, over at gaining the edge. Uh, you know, that's, that's been going really well with, with you and, and Kerlin uh, and Simeon. So it's just was kind of a perfect blend uh, for the four of us. Uh, and so, um, yeah, just g- going to get a closer, uh closer chart done and, and ready before the season and um, maybe just uh, knock out some articles here as, as we, as we uh the deeper we go into into draft season so yeah just uh, been staying busy uh you know work's been keeping me busy wedding planning right now i'm getting married in april so that's that's been a lot uh so it's been it's been just kind of taking it easy haven't stopped
1: drafting though that's for sure <laughs> you are you know some people always make fun of like the fishes of the world and the uh, that, that draft a lot i think it's because jorge's just quiet uh, this yeah. guy's always drafting. Like he, because we <laughs> like, we see it in our chat between me you, Simeon and Curl and I'm like Jorge's always drafting. If you throw like a, a league in the Discord, sure I'll get in. Like yeah. it's all, yeah, it's, I love yeah, it. Yeah, I can't say no. <laughs> I love it. I absolutely love it. And he's sharp as heck. Like I've been next to Jorge in many drafts over the last few years and it sucks. That's all I'm gonna say. Cause he's very, very good. And- <laughs> Not afraid to uh, throw ADP out the window, which is a beautiful thing. It's a trait that not everybody can do. They say they want to do it, but they can't, and Jorge definitely can. So, yeah, if you're not following him for some weird reason and you're following me, make sure you do. And uh, his work over there is just pretty on stand game of yeah, the Edge. It's going to be a fun season as we keep uh, ramping up over there. And, you know, you can just make fun of Curlin if you want to join the Patreon. It's always good, too. That's um, right. <laughs> let's talk Giants baseball for a bit here. Let's start with just, you know, one of the names that is kind of polarizing and exciting when it comes to fantasy baseball this year. And I know I'm Team Tyro Estrada, and it's uh, it seems like more and more people are slowly getting to be Team Thyro, where early on I was like, no, you're crazy, you can't do this, can't do that. And I'm not disagreeing with some of those takes, but I'm just kind of uh, thinking he can type thing. His ADP is about 171 over the last two weeks, multi-position eligibility. We saw the power kind of break out last year. The speed was amazing in 140 games. What are you thinking for 2023?
2: Yeah, there's there's a lot to like with uh, with Tyro. Um, I, I think the the price is more than fair here. R- really like where he's going. That the dual second base shortstop eligibility. You kind of notice, man. Like shortstop is deep, but there's so many good players at the position. Um, but they're all going. You know, you got like the top like 20 guys going in the top. 200 and so especially like in like dc formats and stuff you could find yourself you know getting into the reserve rounds and like with only having one shortstop um on your roster so any guy with uh, that's going to be playing every day that has that shortstop eligibility um i I think that's going to come in handy so yeah i i there's a lot to like here the you know the the contact rate is great he's got speed i'm not too sure that i buy um the the power but I think he can do like a solid you know dozen homers, and I like that you know the giant we've seen the giants like be one of the more like analytical teams and and they're always looking for you know um they're always looking for um how to how to take advantage of of matchups and um let players play to their strengths and so I saw like with the Giants fan fest, Gabe Kapler kind of mentioning with the the new rules and with the the larger bases that base running is going to be a big part of their game. Uh, and so I, I think with with Tyra going as late as he is here, uh, I think he's a really good target for for speed. And I, I think maybe the projections are a little light on on the stolen bases. I could definitely see him going twenty plus easily.
1: Hundred percent with you. That's why I like him. I think there's definitely a twenty percent or twenty plus stolen base guy in here and i those comments that gabe made like, as much as i like to make fun of gabe a lot of my non-giants friends make fun of me for having gabe as our manager um he is very analytical and that was a big point like you said he made about the bases that they're going to run a ton and thyro's kind of been mentioned that that benefits him and you know they're going to lead him off which is big i like how they even want to play him in the outfield, so they're trying to find every way to keep him on the diamond which is mm-hmm. is very nice that they want him in that lineup and the power is, is the tough one. That's the one that people will like fight back with me on, and I can't argue against it because you look at the you know the, the barrel rate with four point four, hard hit thirty point six, that's tricky. I do like to point out you know one hundred nine point three max EV, the best for his career is promising, and I think it was like Eno Saris and uh, DVR a couple of years ago and rates and barrel when Tyro is still in the minors. They're pointing out his minor league stat cast numbers, and again PCL pacific coast league for those that don't know ball flies so that's a thing but i'm hoping there's more there when it comes to tyro but still if you can give me 12 to 15 with 20 plus bags at this point i'm, I'm all in it's gonna be 27 so i, I love it the, the eligibility like you mentioned I'm, I'm a big fan at that point in the draft another another thing that you mentioned there that i've been trying to like bring home to people is um the shortstop position is deep yes but it's very like top heavy deep because it disappears, like you're saying. Once you get to a certain mm-hmm. part of the draft, it's gone. And then the that shortstop position that's there, it's just like, ooh, what just happened? And yeah. that's where that's where it gets a little different. So yeah, 100 percent with that with you on that. I want to bring that comment back up for the for the listeners, real quick. It's a it's a real thing that it's it's not what it used to be, it feels like. So keep that in mind. Oh, yeah. All right, let's talk, Mike Yastremski Yaz. Uh not the season we were hoping for from Yaz, probably not the season he was hoping for from Yaz hitting 214, but he did hit 17 home runs still. That was promising. Walked a fair share. ADP's at 353 right now, uh Jorge. I think I know your thoughts on this from drafts I've seen you draft. I'm intrigued at 353, I'll be honest.
2: Oh, I I love his price here at 353. Yeah. He's actually he's gonna end up being one of my most rostered players, okay. uh just because of, of the cost here. I mean, you're gonna be hard pressed to find a guy with uh everyday everyday playing time in the outfield, um, as thin as outfield feels this year, um, going this late. So yeah, I'm I'm all in on on uh, on Yaz this year. I, I love the price. Um just looking at his profile, I mean it, it's been other than like the, the results, like the batting average, I mean, it's been as consistent as they come. His strikeout rate has hovered, you know, right around 24 to 26%, right in between. This last year's at 25%. He's always shown good plate discipline, double-digit walk rates. His barrel rates, I mean, it, it is like copy and paste here, 10%, 10%, 10%, 10% 11%. His hard hit rate, 40%. Um, and so I think what what we've seen with Yaz. Uh, since he since he debuted for the giants i mean i mean we've seen like we knew the BABIP wasn't going to sustain like he was putting up like really high BABIP numbers first couple years and we've seen him He and he's going to be someone who could benefit from the shift band because we've we saw a trend with him uh starting in 2021 he was getting shifted a lot more and i think we saw we saw an approach adjustment here where he started hitting a lot more fly balls and so I think on top of the Babbitt progression, we were already going to see, I, I think that just kind of played into it a little bit more where he was hitting more fly balls that, that was keeping that Babbitt low. Um, and so I'm really curious to see if with the with the new shift rules, um, if that approach changes again, if he maybe starts hitting a few more line drives uh, where he, he doesn't have to hit so many fly balls and just kind of swing for the fences every time. So um, I'm really interested in Yaz. I, I, I think, you know, he's shown he's has 20 homer power and he's actually he's nine for ten the last two seasons on the bates pads so he's i i think he could be someone who we see go from four to five steals to maybe he's chipping in seven eight nine steals uh so i think you know if you're if you have someone that can go 20 and ten um even with the low batting average i don't think he's gonna bounce back to the 270, 290 that he was hitting his first two seasons. But if we can get a 240, 250 batting average, um, I, I think there's a pretty good chance of that. And he's going to play. I, you know, I, he's going to, I could see him uh, maybe shifting over to a corner against lefties and, and dropping down in the lineup. But I think he should probably hit in the top third against righties. So I, I, I think just for everything he's going to provide, I think he's a pretty good value
1: where he's going. I'm 100% on board with you. I think Yaz plays a ton. Uh, They want him for his glove out there. He's not as bad a hitter as it's been lately, so I'm with you on that one. I think it's uh, definitely a pretty nice price tag on the Giants center fielder this season. Mitch Hanniger, one of the new Giants, because we screwed up on everything else. Um, He comes in with an ADP of 179, you know, 11 home runs last year in 57 games. He's only had two seasons of over 100 games in his career, so it's like a mixed bag when we when he plays a full season, Jorge, he's amazing. He doesn't do that very often. So, what's your thoughts on Mitch Haniger in his first season in San Francisco?
2: Yeah, he he's another guy who's been you know pretty consistent uh, as far as like um, his pace and when he's on the field, he's he's pretty consistent. You know, you're going to get about a two fifty hitter with about a 30 homer pace when he's playing. Um, and so, I mean, I. I haven't been able to take the 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 jump there with with Haniger. Um maybe because I've been doing more DCs uh than like fab leagues but maybe as we get start doing like uh fab leagues o- over the next month, um I may be more inclined to take a chance on Haniger because um I think just with the with the the offensive landscape power is going to be a rare commodity especially going um at at this stage in the in the draft and so um, I think Hanniger could very well provide that. We know Oracle Park plays a little bit better for right-handed hitters as far as power goes than than lefties uh, trying to hit it out into the cove. So, yeah, I, I like the price here for Hanniger. Me playing a lot more like draft and hold formats where we can't, uh, the no pickups or anything, can't drop, make drops. I haven't been able to take the risk there at at that price, but um, I do like the profile here at this at this price.
1: Yeah, we're kind of in the same boat. Like, I think I maybe have one share of Haniger. It's cool. just uh, I have trouble in these uh, draft and hold formats to to take the chance on him, as you're saying. So if say he stays healthy, he's a beast. Let, I, I'm not worried about the ballpark. He did it in Safeco, so San Francisco doesn't bother me one bit uh, for Haniger. So I'm intrigued in that regard. I'm just curious on the health, which we all are, and we have to hope it pans out. Jock Jams, Jock Peterson coming in at an ADP of 251, which is kind of lower than I expected off of 23 home runs, 274. Um, They're trying them at first base as well, which kind of surprised me. It's just insurance, Lamont Wade insurance. But uh, Jock is Jock. Like the average, I don't know if that's sustainable, but the power is legit. And he's just doing his thing by the bay. Are you interested in Jock this year?
2: Yeah, I'm a little more – I'm more likely to take jock at, at his price than maybe hanniger at his um right here at 250 because jock is someone who i mean even on a strong side platoon it could still hit 20 you know 25 homers uh you still got that in him um and so yeah I, i'm with you I, I do think that we see probably a drop in the in the batting average I, I don't see him hitting 274 i think last year was kind of a season um where like kind of everything went right uh for jock when he was playing Uh, 15% barrel rate was just incredible 51.8% hard hit rate, um, both career highs. So I'm not, I'm not sure, you know, maybe we see, uh, I'm not sure if if he can sustain that, but, um, yeah, I, I, I think like I I mentioned before, like power is hard to come by this year. Um, could be something that we're all chasing. And so at at this price, yeah, I do. I like Jock.
1: Yeah, no, I'm with you. He's much more intriguing to me this year. As long as you like, we both said, is. People need to realize he's not going to hit 274 probably. So keep that in mind. But Powers legit, he's darn fun to watch. So I'm on board with that one, especially if he somehow gets first base because we'll talk Lamont Wade. As much as I love Wade, he just can't stay healthy right now. So there's definitely a time and we might see Jock play a couple weeks at first base. So that wouldn't surprise me one bit. Let's go to one of the other new Giants and Michael Conforto, his ADP is around 245, hasn't played in a couple seasons, Jorge. And for that reason, I'm still terrified to draft him. Like even certain reports are saying he they don't know if his shoulders even a hundred percent yet and stuff. It's it's a weird, weird situation. Uh, what's your thoughts on Conforto?
2: yeah i'm i'm right there too i the thing is i have no idea what to expect um mm-hmm. no idea what to expect with with conforto how he's going to bounce back i mean yeah we we're hearing right now that you know he's still he's still in the late stages of his rehab um and so yeah i mean just give me yeah a 100 picks later right i mean Big i time. i I don't know what to expect here from from conforto and we know that the giants like you know i mentioned earlier like they're going to be their team that just puts guys in the best positions to succeed conforto like yaz um left-handed hitters um that they have really similar career numbers against left-handed pitching i can see I could definitely see Yaz moving to the out, moving to a corner spot um, against lefties, and where uh, Austin Slater can can play uh, center field, and maybe Conforto sitting against most left-handers. Uh, so, yeah, I'm just playing times kind of unsure. Not really sure what you're getting at this point. I just haven't been able to take him.
1: Yep, hundred percent with you. It's as a Giants fan, I'm hoping he's healthy and amazing, but I have no clue what to to see from going forward on at that ADP. There's like pitchers I want, there's other outfielders I want. There's just it ain't happening at this point for me. Now, a player I'm intrigued by, and his name has been mentioned more and more. uh, Daniel Preppis has been uh, mentioning David VR. This is a a guy we got to see a bit last year. Jorge come up in the minors and just show ridiculous power, nine home runs, and AAA at 27 home runs. Previous season hit 20 home runs in AA. He's hit for average throughout most of that time. Um, there's some red flags potentially, but he's a young ball player. He'll be 26 this year. ADP's at like 445 right now. And all reports out of San Francisco are this is the dude we want to be our starting third baseman. It's up to him to take the reins, but we want him to be our starting third baseman. So what's your thoughts on David VR?
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I love what we've been hearing um, out of Giants camp so far is, is that, you know, they they want him to, to play every day third base. I think it's probably going to be best for that defensive infield um, that he is able to to stick there at, at third base. He kind of profiles like if you just want like a – like he kind of profiles like a Matt Chapman, a Eugenio Suarez type, uh, going to strike out a lot, but hits a lot of fly balls. He's going to have a decent barrel rate. Uh, so yeah I do think he's you know really really cheap power um, potentially playing every day third base I mean he is uh, where he's going you know he's he's definitely like a a DC type pick uh, where I've been getting him just like you know I I need an extra third I need a third you know third baseman um, that's going to get playing time and with some upside and so yeah I I I think there's definitely upside here with with VR Um, I would not expect a, a good batting average but he gets on base, uh, should be in the lineup, gonna provide power. So um, yeah, I think he's he think he think he's a good uh depth, depth pick at third base.
1: Yeah, I've I've been snagging him up as a third, third baseman as well in a lot of draft and holds. I'm big big fan of that scenario. So I'm hoping it, it continues to pan out and I hope he sticks there because he would be a power source. The Giants are missing outside of uh, Jock and maybe Hanniger if he stays healthy. There's a lot of uh, a lot of lack of power. So it'd be nice to have VR to help maybe clean some things up there. And the defense, like you mentioned, would be a plus. The strikeout rate jumped to 32%. So the Suarez and Chapman comps are pretty nice, actually, when you look at the overall hitting profile. like that one quite a bit. mentioned him earlier. Let's talk Lamont Wade Jr. This is a guy that, when healthy two years ago, was really, really solid. Couldn't stay healthy at all last year. So he really, really struggled. ADP of almost 500. um, Supposed to be the starting first baseman, for the most part. Likely a platoon situation. What are your thoughts on uh, Wade going into 2023?
2: Uh, yeah, I mean, like you said, he kind of battled through a, a ton of issues last year. Um, some some hip issues, knee issues, side issues. So I I, I don't really want to read too much into what he did um, last year. We saw like the, the barrel rate and the, the hard hit rate in particular kind of dip. And I think that probably had a lot to do with um, the issues he was trying to work through. But if he's healthy I mean yeah I, I think there's a, a lot to like here um with wade he's now he's going to be a very strict platoon I mean he just cannot hit lefties um but uh, like you know a lot of these guys uh, we're gonna like a lot of these Giants players almost kind of like Rockies players where you have to like manage the matchups you have to like you have to manage the Rockies like on the road um you probably have to manage the, these Giants players like if you drafting them in, in in these drafting holds like I think they're pretty decent picks. Where you know if you're if you have the time to kind of work the the matchups, um, if you if the Giants have a heavy righty schedule coming up, I think Lamont Wade is someone who can maybe even lead off or or hit you know in that top third against right-handers. Um, you know, right? I know I see in roster resource right now they have uh, Tyro kind of just as the everyday leadoff man, but um, I, I Tyro did struggle a bit against right-handers. He, he did hit lefties much better, so I could definitely see Lamont getting back. Um, near the top of the lineup against righties just be, because he's always shown solid plate discipline um, and not a, not a big like strikeout rate. So, um, and, and he's got some power. He's, there's a lot to like here. So I, I do like him as a DC pick. Like if you want to just like a depth that, cause he does have first space and outfield eligibility. Um, so if you just need a depth bat that you could throw in there against, against righties, um, if you need to, I, I I think he's a solid really late pick in, in these uh, draft and holds. Yeah.
1: Yeah, no, that's going to be a trend with most of these Giants. Like you said, a lot of platoon situations, a lot of later picks, a lot of draft and holes, a lot of streaming, not -hmm. a lot of everyday guys. We kind of hit on a couple of them earlier, but uh, there's going to be relevance throughout the season. Just not like guys are going to just glom to and want to lock into your lineups at all times. And that'll lead us again to, if you're thinking draft and hold third or fourth shortstop, just because he'll play every day. Brandon (laughs) Crawford, ADP of like 403. He had that one amazing season. I think we all knew as Giants fans, like, that's probably a, a one-and-done thing. Uh, we thought maybe a little better than nine home runs and one steal last year, but that's all we got. And um, he was hurt a lot last year, too. And that's the thing. He's getting older. He's 36. Health will be a concern. Another reason why Thyro's going to get a lot of playing time. We'll talk about a couple other guys. Like, they're going to give Crawford his rest. But are you interested in a guy like Brandon Crawford, obviously in the deepest of leagues?
2: yeah just uh trying to like separate my fandom here just because i mean crawford we've seen him come up since he was a a forever giant man forever giant. that's right yeah so i mean i absolutely love brandon crawford um but uh you know he's uh, as far as for from a fantasy perspective i mean there's not a whole lot he's gonna provide um the only real point that to, to make here is like yeah he he is gonna be in there at shortstop most days so and shortstop, you know, like like you said, it, it it dries up. Uh the playing time dries up because I mean it's such a good position. There's so many of the best players playing shortstop. Um, and all those guys are 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 going like at the top of the drafts and stuff. And so, yeah, you just you you need an extra shortstop in, in, in draft and holds that you could plug in in case for injuries. I mean, um, then then he's a decent pick there in, in draft and holds. but I I don't think he's he's gonna be provide much more value um besides that.
1: Yeah, 100% with you on that one. Just uh, hoping – I kind of hope he says this is his last season. Let's put it that way. I'd like to see him kind of go out because he was angry when they were going after Correa. He was not wanting to move to third base. And he said he wants to (laughs) retire a giant. So let's just kind of wrap this one up here. Let's go to the catching position where things are interesting. Joey Bart is scheduled to be the guy. I think he's going – they want him to be the guy, but they're also kind of letting him know through coach speak that, hey, leash is short kid, figure it out. Uh, it's been a rough go for him and his little stints with the Giants. His is three fifty six. You have Roberto Perez. Uh, you have a, a a Rule Five pick that people are really, really interested in, in Sybil or Sable um, as well, who's shown some decent minor league numbers. So, how are you looking at this between Bart and the other catchers for the Giants?
2: Well, I mean, yeah, the, uh, it's kind of it's it's just kind of reading between the tea leaves here. I mean, it, it seems like it's like a make or break season for Bart. They they kind of need him here to get going um if, if he's going to uh, you know solidify his long-term outlook there with with the team because um yeah, it's, it hasn't been pretty. It hasn't been pretty for him in, in the major league so far. You know, it's just been struggling to make contact. Um I I do think that, you know, they're going to give him every opportunity but they yeah like you said they brought in some guys Roberto Perez Austin Wins, both you know solid solid backstops um Blake Sable is is really interesting uh d- he did hit for for uh, some good power last year um in the minors. uh 19 home runs 10 stolen bases now he, yeah he does play outfield as well it's going to be really interesting to see this play out um where Bart is going I I just I haven't drafted him yet um right now for me, it's just more of a hope um, that, that he could, that things could start clicking because it it looked like things were starting to click for him um, in August last year. And then they came back crashing down in, in September. But yeah, if he can just find a little bit of consistency and, and um, I, I mean, you know, he's, he's got, he's got pedigree um, ha, has good, you know, has post, posted good numbers in the minors. It's just, yeah, he's got to He's got to get it done. Um, and I think they're definitely just trying to light a uh, fire under him right now.
1: Yeah, it's kind of where I'm at. Like, at first, I'm like, oh, no, he's done. But then the, I sat back and thought, I'm like, they're literally, like you said, lighting a fire. Like, hey, here it is, kid. This is it. Like, figure it out. Like, this is your chance. We've gone back and forth. We've mm-hmm. let guys take your spot. We're going to let them take it for good pretty soon if you don't figure this out. Like, we got other yeah. guys in the system. So it's going to be his job on opening day unless things just get horrific, I think. Unless things just, like, the worst spring training alive. But uh, he's got to figure it out pretty quick. So, and one thing that might help him, we'll see, is you know, you talk about the analytics and the new, um, like that pitch comm thing or whatever it is. They're saying a lot of the Giants might call their own games just yeah. through the pitch comm, which could be big for, for Barks. That was one of the big adjustments he had to make that he's been struggling with is calling a game. So, that could help him a ton as well. We'll see how that goes. But I'm interested in Sable in super, super deep leagues just because mm-hmm. he's a rule five pick. Uh, I can draft and holds, like super late. And I'm not drafting Bart right now because I'm terrified, but I'm really hoping he figures it out because the hype train was real for Joey Bart as for a Giants fan, so please make it happen. (laughs) I'm going to group these last two together here because they're both platoon guys that should play a decent amount, but there's question marks. You have J.D. Davis, you have Wilmer Flores. We've seen Flores play a ton and do very well for the Giants. Uh, J.D. Davis, everyone talks about the hard hit rates. It's undeniable. Crushes left-handed pitching. It just neither one of them a starting job, but they should play a decent amount. I guess it's like a platoon, like weeks they face lefties situation. But how are you looking at Davis and Flores?
2: Yeah, I, I think um, you know. I again, like like a lot of these guys, um, you know, draft and hold type picks where you're going to stream them. I I mean, we have seen Flores kind of you know have a better all around offensive profile just throughout his career. Um, doesn't strike out a ton, you know, makes good contact, um, has been better against lefties, but, you know, just two years ago had had a good, you know, hit 262, uh, 18 home runs. Last year, he actually got 600 plate appearances, hit 19 home runs, um, only hit 229. I do think, like, if we see, have, like, uh, some injuries, I, I can see Wilmer going back to, like, kind of just being in there every day, um you you hope that they wouldn't because you don't really want these guys playing the field as much um so yeah i i I don't really know like as far as like not not all too interested outside of like drafting holds jd davis i mean when he gets a hold of one he gets a hold of one he's good good hard hit rates but swings and misses a ton um yeah these are these are for me just gonna be guys that Deep leagues, uh, streaming
1: against left-handers, but uh, not much more than that. Yep, hundred percent with you on that one. Not, not in my bag right now. Let's head to the mound where there's some fun here for the Giants. At least for fantasy, you got Logan Webb leading the way here. ADP of about one ten over the last couple weeks. We saw the ratios take another uh, amazing jump last year after a solid twenty twenty one. Strikeouts took a dip as well, but threw one hundred ninety two innings, which is outstanding. So what's your thoughts on Webb? You made a pitch mix change. It obviously changed his, his strikeout rate, but it also made him a pretty darn good pitcher. So how do you look at him in 2023?
2: Yeah, I, I just I think he's just got a really solid floor. Um yeah, I mean I, I I love Webb. Um you look at the the results, I mean, what he's done the last two years is just he's just been an excellent pitcher. I mean, a 3.03 year rate last season, 2.90 last year. Um it, I mean, high ground ball rate, low walk rate, you know, he's going to continue to suppress runs. Um, yeah, I think he's just, you, I do, I would like to see, you know, a little, um, I would like to see some of the swinging strikes come back and maybe that strikeout rate tick, tick back up. But yeah, as far as like where he's and where he's going in drafts, I mean, I, I think if you are someone who like needs that volume, um, I think he's a great pick as like a yeah, third starter. There's like I I've typically the way I've been drafting I've been going starting pitching early. Uh, tip I've been getting like maybe three in the first six rounds. Um, and so where Webb is going, I'm looking at hitters in that in that range that I think are are pretty good values. Um, there's some guys going later that I think have maybe similar profiles. Uh, guys like Jordan Montgomery. I, I like Drew Rasmussen. Um, so I. I've typically been waiting on, like, my fourth starter, but I don't see anything wrong here with with Webb where he's going.
1: Yeah, you summed up like my, my, I guess, concerns isn't the right word, but I love Logan Webb. I drafted him in a few leagues, depending on my 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 um, build, but I prefer to wait, like you're saying, on some other guys with similar builds. But he does bring such an amazingly safe floor that I'm a huge fan of what he brings to the table, and I'm hoping the strikeout's going to get a tick in the right direction again and because he's still he's always tinkering with his with his pitch mix so we'll, we'll see what he brings out in 2023 and hopefully doesn't take too big of a step backwards because it'll be tough to replicate a 2-9 ERA but we'll hope yeah. for the best on that one um, let's talk about the uh, the other cast of characters they all have a little bit of upside also some concerns Alex Cobb the quote-unquote most unlucky pitcher in baseball depending on where you looked last year you know, we watch a lot of games, Jorge, and the defense is atrocious, and I don't oh, see it getting gosh. a whole lot better this year. But you know, Cobb almost threw 150 innings last year, which is what you'd love to see from him. Ratios were pretty solid, still strikeouts were there. What are your thoughts on Cobb at an ADP of
2: 223? Oh, um, I, I I love Cobb. I love Cobb. I love his price right now. I love where he's going. It, it, like you just look at everything about his profile. I mean, 61.5% ground ball rate. You look at the underlying metrics, 2.89 Um, Even the ERA, 3.73 ERA. If you're getting him as your fifth, sixth starter, I mean, you'll take a 3.73 ERA. The, the, the big thing that stands out was the whip, 1.3 whip. And he's never, I mean, he's never been like a big time, like whip asset, um, but we saw, you know, decent walk rate. Uh, The big thing that stands out was the 3.36 BABIP, and you know that that's in large part due to that terrible defense behind him last year. Um, But if everything here stays the same, and you just bake in a little bit of regression to that BABIP, um, I, I think you're getting a really good value here with with Alex Cobb if you're if you can get him as like your fifth or sixth pitcher.
1: Yeah, he's intriguing for sure. I'm not forcing it, but I definitely like him as a later round option to kind of round out the rotation. And like the the, de- the defense was so bad, we said it many times, but I also don't think they're going to be as bad. They can't be, I would hope. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely something to, to think about as well. Uh, let's talk about one of the newest giants, Sean Manaya This is a guy that ADP of almost 300 as a guy I've always stack against in fantasy baseball he just he's <laughs> he's got his moments of being good but man oh man when it goes south it goes south in a hurry some really sharp people like him a lot some other people don't like him what's your thoughts on sean Manaya and san francisco
2: i um, i i just haven't been able to get there with Manaya. i you know the giants they've they have a good track record of, of turning guys like this around but i mean he had his best season in 2021. And even that his best all around season came with a 3.91 ERA. I just don't know how much upside there is here with Manaya. And I feel like when you get to this point in the draft, he's getting drafted because you know, he's going to like, he's going to get the volume there in San Francisco and he's pitching in a good park. And there's some, you know, there's something to the organization um, being able to get the, the best out of these guys. I just don't know how much upside there really is here. Um, I'm looking at guys going after Mania that have to me much better skills that may maybe don't have a solidified role. Guys like Braxton Garrett, uh, guys like uh, David Peterson, um, Tanner Houck. I, I'm, I'm kind of waiting on, on those guys um, and kind of passing over Mania here, but uh, I, I think what he's going right now, I, I think it's for his volume, um, and you kind of just hope he gives you like a four ERA, maybe someone you can just stream in San Francisco.
1: Yeah, no, I'm I'm with you. I'm not, I'm not there either. I'd rather take some chances elsewhere than Mr. I, but hope, hoping for the best. A guy going four picks after Manai, another new Giant is Ross Stripling at ADP a three hundred two. He was really strong for the Jays last year. I rostered him in a lot of places late in the season. Uh, ratios are great the things that will bug people is doesn't go deep into games usually doesn't strike out a ton of guys but the ratios will be solid okay what are your thoughts then if that's the case maybe it changes too could change you could go deeper into games who knows but what's your thoughts on him for 2023
2: yeah i've 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 taken a a couple shares of of stripling um you know like you said he's never he's not like last year was as a career high 134 innings he's never really been someone who Um, Is just handed the ball every fifth day and is going out there for five, six innings. Uh, Never been that guy. Um, But he was really good for, for um, the, the Blue Jays down the stretch last year, uh, starting um, in June. They, he he was that guy start uh, June, June from June 6th on uh, had 102 innings, 2.64 ERA 0.94 whip uh, 17.6% strikeout minus walk rate, all solid numbers. Now the underlying, Uh, metrics would suggest that he was overperforming but he kind of has that profile that like he's going to overperform just because he's has like impeccable control um he only had a 3.7 walk rate last year that was just awesome so and and again he comes over to san francisco i i I think i would make you know i would bet that they can uh help him sustain that and, and get the best out of him i wouldn't Now, I I don't think he's going to all of a sudden be a 150, 160 inning guy. Um, I I would probably bank on him um, maybe fluctuating in his role uh, like he typically has throughout the year, Um, making more starts than not, but Mm -hmm. uh, maybe like still around that 130 um, inning mark um, with solid ratios.
1: Yep. I'm with you on Stripling. I'm intrigued by what he brings to the table yet again. And in that ballpark with that team, the pitch mix change, I'm, I'm still on board. We'll, we'll keep rolling, rolling those dice. Last but not least in this starting rotation is one Alex Wood, who's coming in with an ADP of 340 over the last couple of weeks. And the thing with Alex Wood is we know how good he is. It's just a matter of how many innings does he pitch. Uh, he made 26 starts for back-to-back seasons, which was nice. He hasn't done that since 2018. Ratios got a little bad last year, but if you look at like the XFIP, it's almost okay, running a half below the ERA strikeouts are there. Mm-hmm. So what are our thoughts on Alex? What is he a, a value in draft season? He's a guy you're looking to uh, take a chance on.
2: Yeah, I think so. I, I he's another guy I, I have some shares of already. Alex Wood here. I mean, you, you look at e- pretty much everything across the board. He was the like exact same pitcher He was in 2021 um, though. The only thing here is, is just the results. The, the 5.1 ERA was, you know, definitely don't like to see that, but Aside from that, I mean, the, the ground ball rate right around 50%, 3.41 XFIP this year, 3.44 last year. Um, strikeout minus walk rate was at 18.2%. That is solid. Uh, I mean, yeah, just just about everything here that you see in Alex Wood's profile was the same a, as before. Um, the things that stand out, 63.9% uh, strand rate. Uh, so re- really got unlucky there. Um BABIP, a little bit higher um again goes back to that defense but yeah I I really like uh Wood here as as a bounce back just looking at his profile it's it's, he's the same guy um and I I think he's going to provide solid ratios and if you're drafting him as like in a fab league as like your last pick um you know he's someone that you're going to be able to stream and, and if he's not healthy then you drop him um and and even in drafting holds um if he's he's a reserve pitcher he's a uh second or third reserve pick for me then uh, yeah i really don't mind it cuz i th- cause I, cause I think i you know you pretty much know uh that uh the skills are there and uh he he's going to be solid
1: yeah i really like him in fablies like you said just in case something happens you drop him you move on and you go that route, like I was live streaming with the uh, Ryan Bloomfield on Tuesday night for the labor draft. He took him in his like 24th or 25th round as one of his last starting pitchers. I think it's a great spot to go and get Alex Wood if you need him. So yeah, definitely a fan of of that because the upside is pretty nice for a pitcher at that range to see where things uh, pan out with Wood. He probably be, he's almost outside of a Logan Webb. He's probably one of my I probably like him almost. I don't know if I'd like him more than Alex Cobb, but there's a chance I like him a little. Just <laughs> I don't know. There's there's a combination of the two that. Are pretty interesting there. Last but not least, here let's talk bullpen. You got Camilla Duvall, ADP around 81. There's the Taylor Rogers fans out there with an ADP around 309. We know how this bullpen usually goes, Jorge. So how do you view the Duvall Rogers situation? Are you still comfortable drafting Duvall or what are you thinking?
2: Uh I haven't been able to to get on on Duvall here um at, at this range. Now I understand it. Um, just because it gets pretty ugly um, a- after you get out of the, the Duvall range around pick 80. There's just too many starting pitchers that I like. There's too many hitters that I like and just too many question marks for me. Um, we saw just, yeah, a season ago uh, in, in 2021 with, uh, with McGee and, and uh, Tyler Rogers kind of sharing that role. Um, and I, I think we could see a little bit of the the matchup play back here with with, uh, with Taylor. Um, against lefties, because Deval, I mean, he did, he was uh, much better against right-handers. Um, against lefties, had just a 10.5% strikeout minus walk rate. The underlying numbers were a little worse, 3.84xfip. So we did see the introduction of the the sinker in August that kind of uh, did lead to some better results down the stretch, but the, the thing is, I mean, consistency is going to be key for him and he's still young and he's still growing. He's still maturing and it can very well happen going to click and, and he could break out. I could definitely see that. Um, I'm just not sure I'm gambling on it where, where he's going. Um, we, we've seen him his fluctuate. Like he, he'll have a month where he, he has like a 7% walk rate then the following month, it'll go up to 15% again. And it's just kind of up and down with, with him. So, um, yeah, I'm just. I, I would love to see for him to to be a little bit more consistent, and then, yeah, the as far as, you know, how the saves uh, get split there. I know uh, Farhan did say that you know he is going to be their primary closer, but when the games actually happen, and and you got um, maybe a couple lefties coming up, like well, does Kepler go to uh, to
1: Rogers? We just don't know. Yeah, I got a weird feeling it's like 65, 35, 70, 30 type situation. I wouldn't be surprised about it at all. So he's still the primary closer, but it's just Mm -hmm. how much is the primary part of that closing situation. So since they they signed Taylor Rodgers, I've had a a hard time drafting Camilo Duvall. So we'll see. Hopefully uh, we'll see if we're wrong on that one. Time will tell. (laughs) Um, Last but not least, prospects. Was at one point a great thing for us, Jorge? Now it's kind of a thing of the past. Um, We have Harrison. uh, It's Kyle Harrison. Pitcher looks to be pretty strong and there's some high expectations for. Uh, What are your thoughts on the prospects' potential for this season? That's about all I can think of.
2: Yeah, I I think um, as far as the prospects go in San Francisco, I mean, things were looking up for a while, but it – I mean, they just – haven't been able to get what what they thought they were they were getting with with a lot of these guys and i think this is going to be a really big year for the development system i think i don't think we're going to see anyone rushed up too quickly i I think this is just going to be a year for all their young kids to you know just take their time and have good seasons in the minors and, and get ready for the future because um yeah, it's, it's a big year for them to just kind of reset, um, and, and get these guys right, because it's been a big struggle. I think if, if we've seen, you know, we, we've had, we've had guys like, uh, Helio Ramos, Marco Luciano, Luis Matos, you know, kind of all disappoint in the, uh, in the last year, where they all had, you know, were all big time prospects at some point. And, and, you know, maybe if one of these guys had hit, we'd see, uh, uh, Aaron judge here, you know, in San Francisco, we'd see a Carlos Correa or some, something, you know, if, if, if uh, we were able to, to develop like a really solid everyday player. So I, I do think it's going to be just a, a big year for them to just kind of reset and get these kids. Right. The, the, the big ones for me are, um, yeah, like you mentioned, uh, Kyle Harrison, um, there are the question marks in in the rotation as far as the the health goes with like guys like Alex Wood um and, and the volume with Ross Stripling so i do think that we are going to see Kyle Harrison um up in some capacity whether it's like a multi-inning um you know, like piggyback kind of role or or just a starter i think that'll all depend on um how he's able to to handle aaa uh hitting and and um how he's doing as far as his control goes. Cause that was, that was uh, one of the, that was his issue was, was walks, but the guy, his strike, he strikes out a ton of batters. Um, one of the best left-handed pitching prospects in, in baseball. So really excited uh, about Kyle Harrison. I think we are going to see him up and then Casey Schmidt, mm-hmm. Casey Schmidt, um, one of the better prospects at third base. Uh, I, he's also going to start at triple A. So both these guys are going to start at triple A um, Harrison and Schmidt. So they're not going to be too far from San Francisco. Um, so I, I think we could maybe see Schmidt up in the majors. Um, maybe that kind of depends on, on, uh, how VR is handling the job, um, and how Schmidt's doing it in triple a, but, uh, he, he's one that I, that I like, I think we could see both these guys. Um, and then maybe Isan Diaz. Uh, I know Isan Diaz has gotten a little bit of love too. um, potential second baseman, uh, uh infield depth there for the giants, but, uh, as far as, that go, as, far as the, the prospects, I think that's about
1: it. Yeah, it, it's bleak at the moment. The season, praying for 500-type stuff. We'll see how yeah. it goes. Um, I'm worried we might finish fourth or fifth in the West. It's going to be an interesting <laughs> year if things don't pan out. But it'll be fun. There's a little bit of fantasy relevance, and that's why we play fantasy baseball, Jorge, so there's other things to root for besides the Giants' that's the right. entire season. <laughs> so before we head on out of here, remind everybody where they can find you and what you got going on.
2: Yeah. You can find me over uh, on Twitter at Roto underscore Nino, and yeah, just uh, check out what we've got going on at, at GTE fantasy, um, gaining the edge uh, between the four of us. I mean, we've always got content going on. We've got a fun uh, discord. We're always chatting in there uh, giving our thoughts and stuff and uh, advice and, and just, just talking about baseball. So uh, yeah, just check that out. And, and
1: that's about it, man. I'm just looking forward to this season starting. Yep, it's just around the corner. It's going to be awesome. Spring training starts the day this actually drops. There'll be spring training games going on. So hope everybody enjoys it. Thanks for listening to the 30s team series that we put together here. And Jorge, more importantly, thanks for joining me, my friend. I really appreciate it. Of course. Anyways, your Bench with Bella, San Francisco Giants season preview. Catch you guys next time.